What's up, guys? It's real Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards in Los Angeles. In New York, we got Demi Ramos. What's up, Demi? What's up? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, today, that is the sound of royalty-free background Christmas music going on that you hear right now. <laughs> and that means that it's Christmas time. And today, we've got Switchfoot on the show. We've got the Foreman brothers, John and Tim. We got John in the upper right corner and Tim in the lower left corner. Yes. Uh, so first of all, there's been a million Christmas albums made. Why did you guys decide to say, you know, this is the time to make our Christmas album? Okay. So 2020 was responsible for a lot of things that we don't like. Um, but this is actually... I think 2020 brought me to a place where I was creating a Christmas playlist and I was realizing that the album that I wanted didn't exist yet. And so this whole record was basically our chance to be the Christmas album that you want to see in the world. And that's what this one is. It's it's the playlist that I wanted to hear. And Demi, I know right before the show, you were like wanting to talk about your favorite tracks from the album. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I think what's really cool about this album too is each song is kind of different. I know my personal favorite. I want to know your guys' personal favorite from this from this album. Yeah, it's um, it's I think different from because we're out on tour right now playing it live. You know, and that's one of the fun things about being on tour is every night a different song hits different. Yeah, I think California Christmas was definitely an early favorite of mine. But then the other two that are right up there are Scrappy Little Christmas Tree, which is super fun live. That's a punk um, If you guys want to hear Switchfoot doing an actual punk track, Scrappy Little Christmas is it. Like, how did you guys even start with that track? That was one of those songs that was written so quickly and recorded even quicker. You know, it was like, um, I, I think it was like an hour later it was done you know that type of thing where um you know we even screwed up in the middle and we liked how it sounded and we just left it just, just like you yeah yeah well that's what thing it sounds raw you know it kind of has like a cramps type feel to it um and I, I feel like there's other tracks on this album that don't sound like switchfoot doesn't have the switchfoot rock sound yeah. did you view this as an opportunity to try some different musically to try some different things that you normally don't do yeah, Christmas is this uh, incredible canon of music that most of it comes from like, you know, the 40s through the 60s in a time when, um, you know, American composers were utilizing a lot more chords. And so we took full advantage of that and kind of leaned into chords that if you put on a normal, you know, pop album, alternative record, they would sound a little bit cheeky. They would feel like somehow disingenuine with the music. But on a Christmas record, they feel just perfectly right at home. One thing about California Christmas, which was like I had to just crack this one out, was like, what is a California Christmas like? Because you guys are from San Diego. But I mean, what is it like to have Christmas and no snow? OK, so let me paint a little bit of a picture <laughs> for you. Um, right before we, we jumped out on tour, I was uh, ice blocking 
with my family and friends, which if you've never heard of ice blocking, that is our San Diego version of sledding. I don't know if anyone else in the country, maybe in Florida, I don't know. Um, well, there are mountains, like you can ski in California. You can. So like I can dig there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hours away. We do have snow. Like, right? We can we can get there. We can you can surf and snowboard in the same day. But um, so what ice blocking is, is you you go to the grocery store, you buy a block of ice, you bring a towel, you sit on top of the the towel on the block of ice. Um, typically on like a, a a golf course, like sneak in at night, you know. And um, and then you you go sliding down the hill on the block of ice. That's our sledding. You guys do this? This is a real thing. And and Christmas trees on the beach also a real thing. Yeah, we um, have, do you ever have you ever put Christmas lights on a palm tree like a Corona commercial? Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Oh, okay. I, I think you were going to make fun of me for that being a, a stupid question, but then you're like, oh, I've done it. I've totally done it. No, I mean, it's so funny. And that, you know, uh, California Christmas is all about leaning into those cliches, you know, of like kind of making fun of ourselves as, yeah. at the same time that we're kind of celebrating what a California Christmas is. The ice block thing sounds really dangerous, though. You know? Um, I mean, it, yeah, it, it can be. Because we put skateboards on top of the ice too, and it gets a little more involved. <laughs> yeah, it's not as fun if you there's not there's got to be a little risk involved. It, yeah, it always escalates. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So since I have a couple of brothers here, I have to ask about your childhood Christmases. Were you guys? Did you guys have to get the exact same like level of present? Did you mind if somebody got a better present or, or how did that whole situation work out? Did you share presents? Yeah. You, I mean, you do get a lot of like, this is for the both of you kind of vibe. <laughs> I think the best present we ever got, um, we were in a Led Zeppelin cover band in junior high. And for Christmas, our parents gave us a, these two uh, speakers and yep. an amplifier and some mics that they got used online from from some old rock band. And so those speakers and that PA system, that was like uh, our PA system. We still have it to this yeah, day. Yeah, it's in my, in my garage right now. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Perfect garage rock setup. That was absolutely the best Christmas present that, that we ever got. Oh, what nice. Your Christmas present. What are your guys' worst Christmas presents that you've ever gotten from your family? Hmm. It's you know what's really funny is I used to hate socks, and now socks are such a great gift. Like a fresh pair of nice socks is like, oh man! I mean, does that mean I'm getting old? Probably, but I love it. Give me a good oh. pair of socks. I got a pair of socks yesterday. Somebody gave me these socks, and uh, oh, okay. like, oh yeah, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, let go. Nice. Yeah. That is very on, on brand. Yeah. Well, so that brings you another question is how much do you guys do? Chris, are you guys like Christmas, ugly Christmas sweaters or just kind of cliche and dumb? Are you guys into it or where do you stand on that? I'm in, I'm in, I got You're this, in? um, this sloth, uh, with bells on him, Christmas sweater that I found at a thrift store, um, like 10 years ago. And that, yeah, that's my go-to. Nice, nice. Are you, are you, are you, John? Are you too cool for Christmas attire outside of the socks? I'm, I'm too cool for nothing. Um, <laughs> I, 
I'll jump all the way in. I'm an enthusiast, you know, and if, if I see anyone that's excited about anything, even if it's something that I'm not interested in, I, I admire that. I'm for it. Let's go. So, you know, we had a, a, somebody came to a show the other day, a fan who showed up that had made her own ugly Christmas sweater that had elements from all 13 of our albums oh sewn God. into this sweater. Yeah, hand sewn. It was just this thing where I'm like, that's incredible. That's amazing. I'm for it. So I'm, I'll I'll jump in. But if, if anyone else is, is in on the ugly Christmas thing, there's nothing that's too cliche or uncool about it for me. Enthusiasm is always desirable. It's a, Go ahead, Demi. Do you have something? Do you have something? You're, you're about to say something. Well, I wanted to ask about Midlife Christmas. That yeah. <laughs> was that kind of inspired by like, the term midlife crisis because when i think of christmas even now um super you know it's beautiful we have santa we're we're told santa's real we're grown up and like this is santa he's gonna bring you presents and then we're santa you know mm. like we're buying the presents and like putting on you know the suit and telling you know the younger kids about the tradition so what was this song inspired by and was that the concept we yeah. ruin Christmas for all our younger viewers, Demi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're right. We we I'm have a real strong that. I'm like, I'm, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think yeah. So we wanted to approach the entirety of Christmas on this album, which is a season that is. You know, it's beautiful. It's incredible. We get to see people we love that we don't often get a chance to see. We're reminded of peace and hope and, and you know, the promise of Christmas and all of these things. And yet it is also a super higher than normal time for suicides and um, really dark stuff. And, you know, we're seeing in peace on earth with war on the TV screen. And I think as you get older, you begin to see the dialectic of these two polarities um and you're trying to come to terms with how to wrap your your arms around it all you know um and so th that's what this album i didn't want to be afraid to kind of dive into that kind of um the messiness of christmas and midlife christmas absolutely dives all the way there it's i so one thing i really appreciate about this album is that you guys i feel like a lot of christmas albums are all originals or they're all standards and you guys kind of split the difference since you only had a few tracks slots available for originals um it's kind of half and half i guess um how did you choose which traditional christmas songs would make it since you only had six or seven of those slots available on the album that's a good point so on the vinyl which is what we were thinking of the entire time we were, we were crafting this the vinyl says, uh, on one side, it says songs we wrote. Then you flip it over, it's songs we didn't. And um, so we wanted a good blend of kind of songs before that uh, 40s, 60s vibe. So we, my favorite Christmas album of all time, um, Vince Guaraldi's uh, Peanuts, Charlie Brown Christmas is just all time. So we had to pick one of those. Um, uh, chestnuts ro roasting on an open fire, the Christmas song, kind of have to play that one. 
and then we want, but we wanted a couple from further back. Even, I mean, the the song um, "I Heard the Bells." I mean, that kind of is a a song that's you know well over a hundred years old. I think it's taken from a poem that um, dives into the messiness of Christmas as well. So I think we were yeah, trying to that was yeah that was a song that felt like we could have um that could have been one that we wrote. You know what I mean? That felt like very much. Um, a comfortable song for us to play in our skin, you know, whereas some of the other ones you're kind of like stepping into someone else's chords and traditions. That was like, Oh, this feels like switch, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we kind of did like a, you know, like a quick run through of a bunch of different songs. And that was part of like how we found our, our way through it was like, well, what feels like we could own, you know, you try well, to try on the ugly sweater and see how it looks. Yeah. 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 See how, see how it matches up. I, I well, I do appreciate you guys not doing Jingle Bell Rock or Little Drummer Boy because we've had mm -hmm. enough of that. So I appreciate that. And then as I was saying that sentence, I was like, "Wait, is either of those on the album?" Hang wait, wait a second, let me check the, the track list here. Uh, yeah, but I, I do, and and you have a you close it out with this um, with this collaboration with Need to Breathe and Judah, um, Hometown Christmas. What, what, why, why'd you decide to kind of bring in, do like one track with somebody else, you know, it's kind of like a group thing at the end. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, kind of a remnant from, from last year we did, did a little thing with them and it just felt like a great thing to kind of bookend the record and, and it was already made too. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole lot easier to, to put it on the album when it's made rather than saying, Hey, let's make sure. this thing. <laughs> sure. 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 Um, Demi, have you ever played a Christmas song like with your band? No, I have not played a Christmas song. Oh. Are you, do you feel inspired now to do that? Maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Speaking of bands though, I mean, Switchfoot is really like a household name, especially like in the rock scene. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to know we're stepping into a new year. What does it feel like to kind of like, I mean, you guys, you know, you made it when you can make a Christmas album. You know what I mean? Like Mariah Carey. That is true. That is totally true. Like no one's buying a Christmas album from like no name bands. Like it's not happening. Exactly. What does it feel like to like look back and say, oh my God, like, I mean, almost a dozen, was it over a dozen albums at this point? It's our 13th. I That's know. Yeah, lucky number 13. Yeah, lucky 13 for the Christmas that album. That's what Jesus loves there right there. Is yeah. That's the one. You, that's when you know your 13th record has to be a Christmas record. Yeah. Well, I have noticed that people have started mistaking us for Mariah Carey a lot more. Uh, <laughs> Are you for real? No, no. <laughs> have, have you, have you guys, do you, so you guys, you guys mentioned that you're, you're playing these songs live now. Are there any of the originals that are like becoming like fan that are hooking with the fans, mm -hmm. um, especially more than others from the, from the album? I mean, I mean, Scrappy Little Christmas Tree is just so fun to play live. Yeah. Um, that it's funny because when you when you have um, when you play shows, you're always looking for those songs that are really hard to take out of the set list, like the slow, melancholy songs. They feel pretty easy to take out of the set list. No one, you know, really misses them, or you can't you can't have too many of them. But you really like a scrappy little Christmas tree, like punk song like that is just so easy to put in the set. Everyone, uh, it puts a smile on my face every time we play it. Yeah, and it's a song that even if you're not familiar, you can enjoy it live because it's so much fun. 
What numbers Two chords, are there? Nothing to go wrong, you know. <laughs> is that like towards the middle of the set list? Like, where is that on the set list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, I mean, we don't we don't really have a set list. Um, we we're our shows are very different from night to night. We make like a little chicken scratch uh, starter set list that we never follow. Um, but yeah, that that's been kind of finding its way in the middle of the set, right, John? Typically on this tour. Yeah. So this this particular Christmas tour is um, two acts. So we do the first act is um, like kind of around this fake campfire with a VW bus, and there's like they call it a star drop. So it looks like it's the night sky behind us. And Tim's got an upright bass. It's like campfire Christmas vibes, you know. And then the the second half is electric guitars. So we, uh, yeah, we've been putting it right in, right in the middle of the set. So fun. I mean, it's it's, it's so fun to play, play live. That's like, I mean, I've seen people walk around New York City. I guess they go to Juilliard and they play the mm. upright bass and they study it. Why yeah. did you guys come to the decision to use upright bass? Like, that's a lot to travel with too, no? <laughs> it is yeah, it's big and bulky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's the smallest upright bass I could find for that okay. purpose, but it's still ridiculously large. And um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's it's always fun when you've been playing an instrument for a long time and then you suddenly feel like a novice on it. You know, I mean, that's what the upright bass is. It's like it's familiar, but it's also kind of like starting over. Like a new challenge. Yeah. And it looks really cool when you play it. It's like impossible not to look cool when you're playing an upright bass. Mm -hmm. Tim I mean, debatable. You, you haven't seen me with it yet. Oh, okay, you know? okay. I, like, I, like, there was like silence when I said that. There was just like yeah. cricket sound. I was thinking of all the all the things I could burn my brother with, but I, I was yeah, trying to. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't hold back, John. Just you know, yeah. Well, what what I gotta ask? What, we, I got to do this little rapid fire thing with you guys because we want to know more about it. This is this is always fun for for the listeners, for the viewers. Um, we'll run through these. So both you got to answer because there's only two of you. Um, what's your uh, favorite Christmas song? Just in general, just in general, not. Okay. I, this is an Christmas odd one. Time but is I, here. I truly, okay. You're at Christmas time is here. I'm going to go with Trepec off of uh, Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. Nut okay. Which is, can you like hum a few bars to people? Cause it's the one that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that they used in the. It's famously used in Home Alone when they're running around the house getting ready to go yeah. on the trip. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, uh, Tim, you got one. Christmas time is here, Vince. Oh, Carole. that's right. You said it. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You like this? Do you like this? This kind of sadder, more melancholy song? I do. Yeah. You know absolutely. what's legit underrated is that. Uh, is that um, Bare Naked Lady, Sarah McLaughlin, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen Medley. So good. If anyone Never heard it. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, John? Never heard it. They did, they did, um, um, uh, Bare, Naked, Bare Naked Ladies start with We Three Kings and then, um, no, no, uh, they start with God Rest You Merry Gentlemen and then Sarah McLaughlin comes in with uh, We Three Kings and they overlay it and they do a round. It's, anyway, um, side note. Okay. Okay. Gotta go yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, shout out bare naked ladies. All right. Uh, what's your least favorite Christmas song? I know I just talked trash on Little Drummer Boy and Jingle Bell Rock, but um I, I'm I'm right there with you with Drummer Boy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Not a fan. No barumpa pum pum for me. 
He said no rum pum pum. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people people love that song. You know, I'm they just do. Not one of it's them. so poignant. It's so like it's very majestic, you know. It's true. Um I guess when Bing Crosby sings it, it, there's something to it, you know, but anyway, um, best Christmas song to sing with a group. This is, mm. a, this is kind of a good one. It's kind of a, you know, um, I guess hymns come to mind more, but. Uh, I go with Silent Night. I mean, it Silent feels Night, like sure, sure, sure. The problem with any of those songs, though, is, is um, you think you know it until you start singing it. Yeah. And then you're you get to like halfway through or or even verse two and you're like, oh, I I guess I don't know this. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like you know how in a, a hymnal there's always like six verses to songs you thought only had one or two verses. Yeah. So you can just keep going and going and going. I think with um, Christmas yeah. songs, I think with Christmas songs, after the first chorus, you're like, you're ready to move on to the next one. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no Christmas songs that have like bridges, I guess. Right. Christmas songs don't no. have bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a weird We're, one. Did you know the national anthem has multiple verses? Yes, I, I did know that. Um, and there's another song that I, that I just, uh, that I heard a, a story about that forgot. I think it was, um, Oh, take me out to the ball game has verses. And what we sing is just the chorus. That's another one of those. Wow. Yeah. There's like a whole thing, and then the chorus is "Take me out to the ball game." Yeah. So, and they and they thought the cor the verses were too boring, and so they only recorded the chorus. Anyway, probably right. Um, They're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it on like a PBS thing. I, I'm I watch PBS documentaries. That's what kind of guy. I, that's that's how exciting my evenings there are. There it is. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Don't act like you guys are watching the cool. You know, you guys are watching Kimber <laughs> and stuff. You know. Um. You guys have a favorite, I didn't put this down, but do you guys have a favorite Christmas special from when you were a kid? Did you like the the stop action Rudolph? Did you like, I know obviously you liked the the Peanuts Christmas, but National how did you Lampoon. feel about the stop motion stuff? Yeah, Chevy Chase. National yeah. Lampoon, all the way. That's coming up. I was, I was specifically talking about the animated Christmas specials. Not oh, yeah. Um, so there was, a, do you remember the California Raisins? Yes, yes. Yes. I, I didn't know they had a Christmas special though. Yeah, they did. Unless, unless this is like one of those Mandela effect things where it's like a, it never a happened. parallel it was, universe. Yeah. I, I specifically remember it though. Cause I remember we, um, our grandparents got us these like uh, giant stuffed animal, California raisin things. We were living on the East coast at the time. And they had cool grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Best Christmas present you received as a kid. We kind of touched on this earlier. Did you have like yeah. a big a bike or anything like that? Yeah, I remember this scooter that I really wanted. Um, like an like old school scooter. scooter, the push scooter. Yeah. yeah, but it was like all tricked out where it had like brakes that were like really complicated, like over-engineered and like, you know, pegs. You remember pegs where your yeah, friends yeah. could like ride? ride on it? Yeah. Are either of you guys' love language? Um, <laughs> gifts i think there's a love language called like gift receiving which i think is so funny i'm just like i cannot but you know you guys are aware of love languages like yep yeah is is one of your love languages like gift giving or receiving or just like because mine is think, not like at all yeah i don't think so like i'll just <laughs> be like 
Thanks. Mine is word of affirmation. Nice. Affirmation. What about you guys? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm like in the more of the quality time category. Okay. No, for your family that's going to listen to this episode, they're going to be like, okay, we need to spend quality time. Like yeah. this is all of a sudden becoming like, like, like Dr. Phil. Like me, me and my family, we're always <laughs> like, um, let's, let's just like spend less money on gifts and just go somewhere. Let's, let's See? get out of the house and go somewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We just, we just keep each other envelopes of cash like the Godfather. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, John, you didn't answer. Did you, did you have a favorite childhood gift? Yeah. I mean, I remember Tim's scooter really well. Uh, <laughs> did you borrow it? Did you borrow Tim's Maybe scooter? Maybe. I remember. I think it said rad in green letters on the front, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you know what I didn't, I didn't think about with having the, um, the pegs on the back wheels? is that you would hit your ankle on it when you would push it. And I just remember like getting all bloodied up on my ankle. Yeah, yeah, totally. Get you, like around the ankle bone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Totally feel that. And Jimmy, what's your favorite gift since I don't want to, you know. Oh, my favorite gift. I don't want to leave you out, Jordy. I don't want to leave you out. My favorite gift. I got a karaoke machine in Hannah Montana album. Mm -hmm. That's my it's, it's the age difference between us showing. There uh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. A Hannah Montana karaoke machine. Yeah, what, what, did you what, what did you What did you sing on the Hannah? Was it? Oh, what, did it, what is it? Only like Hannah Montana songs programmed into it, or could you could you do anything? No, I just would put the I put the album into the karaoke machine, and then I just sing along to it. And then that's sure. when I was like, I don't want to be a veterinarian anymore. <laughs> So that was it. There it is. That's when she wanted to, you when when you got that Hannah Montana karaoke machine. That's when you knew that a life in music was that was that was where you were gonna gonna go. Okay. All right, let's go back to this. Um, Tim, you kind of mentioned this earlier favorite Christmas movie, Curse of Vacation. You guys, that's kind of your yeah. unanimous. Oh. I, I think the goat. I mean, it's kind of the dumb and dumber of of Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, I feel like it. It has so many lines that deliver in so yeah. many different ways. And uh, Beverly D'Angelo, kind of a babe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, what about, uh, so you're not a Christmas story, um, kind of, you're not into that kind of cliche, overrated? I no, mean, I'm fine with it. yeah, I'm a fan, but yeah. it's not, it's, it's not on the same level for me. Like not Clark, Ri Clark okay. Griswold is my spirit animal. I got you. I got you. I can do everything of that movie. I can't handle the crazy metal slide scene where they end up in the, I can't, I can't do that. It's too far. It's a bridge too far. Yeah. That, that part, I feel like they, they, um, yeah, they, they could have just, it taken feels like a deleted time. scene. Yeah, it, it, it feels it was. like an executive stepped in and said, guys, we need a big action sequence. What can we right, put yeah. in there? That, yeah. Yeah. Those, executives come on all yeah, right the worst. <laughs> uh, the worst all right um favorite christmas food or uh, I, I don't want to talk about fruit fruit cake uh fruit cake good or bad um are you, you uh are you guys ham or turkey on christmas i mean do you have both. to choose yeah i guess that's <laughs> true know? i guess that's true do you have a favorite Christmas food, like a certain thing a relative makes, uh, one of your uh, a, a, a spouse makes, anything so like that? Or when I was in first grade, um, we did this thing where everyone would like it was like a show and tell thing, I guess, right? And this kid brought in this cheese ball that he had made, 
and I was like, what is this? This is the best thing I've ever had. Oh, and and um, so I, I wrote down the recipe for it in first grade, like, you know, chicken straw kind of thing. You write down a recipe? Like, like, yeah. Wow, that's pretty. And I brought it home to my mom and I'm like, you have no idea what I just brought to the family. This is <laughs> the best thing ever. And did, that's like, did, it, did, now. Did, did she make it? Did she make the Yeah, Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I made it with her, right? And now it's like a tradition. We, we make it every oh, year. Oh, wow. That you carried on. Are you, is, are you still in touch with the kid who made the original cheese ball? <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I wish I knew. I don't even remember who oh. it was. You heard you're listening. You're listening. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. What I'm picturing now is three years from now, both of you on Shark Tank pitching your cheese ball business. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, for real, like, what about this cheese ball? Because I kind of want to try it. So, does anyone remember the? What makes it special? I mean, it, it's basically it's like shredded uh, sharp cheddar, um, uh, cream cheese. Worcestershire sauce, however you say that, and um, and then like uh, you mix that all together, and then chopped almonds around the outside. And there you go. And do you melt it a bit? No, it's um, no, you just kind of pack it all together into this delicious and, and dip, ball. Spread it on a cracker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 John, John, what, what do you what do you think about? First of all, is the cheese ball overrated, underrated? properly rated it's, it's, it's properly rated it's it's a wonderful tradition um but i my brother has a a uh, affinity for cheese that far exceeds my own okay yeah. there's like kind of a it's yeah it's not a it's not a true there's like a little bit of a bias going on there yeah like i'll well, have a few bites and he'll just you need you need, tell, you need to tell you need to tell them what your favorite cheese is uh, melted cheese is my favorite. Kind of <laughs> melted cheese, any melted cheese. Yeah. Specifically, melted cheese. Yes, that's my favorite kind of cheese. I can't. I can't do blue cheese. I can do anything but blue cheese. Can't do blue cheese. Can't. No, do I don't understand. I don't taste good blue cheese, but also, what is it like? Are we just eating? It's rotten cheese. It's it's, it's, it's spoiled cheese. Yeah. Okay, so this has been cheese talk with Jordan Demi with our guest, <laughs> Your new book, Cheese Is Our that's Life, right. is out now. Okay. Um, so one thing, okay, we got one more. We got one more. This is a quick one. Colored lights on the tree are non-colored lights. White clean or multicolored? Okay, so you know first what? of all, I, we need to identify the different types of colored lights. The right? shape because there's like the there's like the um the modern, like you feel like you're in a bar, like mm -hmm. real bright kind of LED colored lights. I'm out on those. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if it's like the vintage kind of more um warmer, dimmer. Yeah, they barely but, work. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm all in on the color. The ones you get from Target for $20 for a 50-foot string of them or something. Like, yeah. Or even cheaper than that, probably. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you how I, I chose between colored lights or non-colored lights um, on my tree this year. Uh -oh. Which is pretty okay. similar to how I choose every year. Um, I take them out of the box in the garage and I plug them in and I... I'm, you know, half of them don't work. So you're like throwing half of them away, but whichever ones work, that is my assessment. And I say, okay, this year it's going to be colored or nope. Nah. It's kind of like a groundhog day situation. Like what, what, right. we don't know. What, I don't know. It's not, it's knows? not up to me. I, I didn't, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just working. That's kind of your Clark Griswold moment is to gather the wife and kids and like, which one will it be? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we let you go, I have to ask about 
the title you just did. This is our Christmas album. Was that intentional from the start or did you try to come up with a real title? And then you just were like, that's hey, a real title. In <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> it, it was, um, yeah, it was a very last minute. Um, okay. So it was March and we were pretty much done with the, the recording and we were talking about what are we going to put on the cover of the album? And I had this idea of like a Christmas tree on the beach, um, very Californian. And uh, so I was talking with Chad, our drummer, like, where are we going to find a Christmas tree in March? And John walks into the room. He's like, uh, someone need a Christmas tree? I never threw mine out. And it's apparently true. his Christmas tree, he had just taken it outside and put it like around the corner. <laughs> and it was still thriving. This was really? like, you know, three three months after Christmas and wow. things was green, plenty of needles on it. And uh, so we took it down to the beach like early morning before the sun came up. I was like wearing a wetsuit cause I was gonna be wrestling this tree in the water and me and my buddy oh, taking the photos. And um, I brought down like some toilet paper to wrap it. Um, we were gonna put a title on the toilet paper later, you know, like come up with the title cause we hadn't come up with one. Um, and then as a last minute decision, we wrote, uh, this is our Christmas album on it. And then just kind of loved the way that looked. Um, and actually the last photo we took was um, our photographer's idea, Eric. Uh, he, it was just laying there on the beach, kind of like abandoned. We were done with all the photos and he was like, I think that might be the, the, the shot we want. And he took it and it was like, oh, all the other photos, it was standing up, you know? And that was the one where it was like, no, that, that feels right. Nice, nice. Guys, I have to ask your, it's about to be New Year, like right after Christmas. What are your resolutions? Are they, are resolutions, do you even have them? Yeah. Do you guys mm. have resolutions? I'm, I'm kind of resistant, resistant to them personally. Really? Your resolution is no resolutions. That's my, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I it's not that I, I, I don't. Uh, believe in change. It's the, I don't believe in change. The idea or of putting pressure. Growth, so. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of putting like pressure on like this date as um, it's, it's it's a bit much for me. I feel that. However, I will point out that many times these arbitrary, though they are, dates on the calendar can help inspire growth and change. And yep. you know, all it takes is thirty days. What is it to develop a lifelong habit? You know, so I this is like I classic have, older brother, younger brother stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Tim, you should take it more seriously, though, man. Yeah, take care of yourself, yeah. bro. Be more like your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show. The new uh Christmas album, this is our Christmas album from Switchfoot, is out now. Go stream it. And for all past episodes of It's Real with Jordan Demi, go to popdust.com, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next week for the last episode of the year with Steven Sanchez. Until then, we will see you later. Bye.